0: Hey, you up all night, tossing, turning, mind racing, you have trouble falling asleep, you're welcome. I believe you are in the right place. I hope you're in the right place, because if you're not, you're in the wrong place. But this is Sleep With Me, a podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play, we're going to do the rest. What do you mean we're going to do the rest? What does that mean? means we're going to create a safe place where you can set aside any racing thoughts, any concerns, fears, resentments, angers, any planning stuff, any money. You know, Chris, there's a lot of holiday uh, emotional disturbances or vibrational frequencies bouncing around. So I just want you to take a breath. Now remember all that stuff that's running through your brain. If you listen to the last episode, it's like a bunch of little, um, Minimizers, or whatever the heat miser minions are, we call them minimizers here. Let's just gather all those little guys up there. Little, they're cute. They got like look spiky orange hair, orange bowl cuts, little sweat striped sweaters, and they're a little bit uh, husky. And you know, you can push them, po- poke them, and they're soft. They're nice guys, but they got them, like all this crazy making going. So you just gather those guys. Come on, guys. Come on. Come on. And then be honest, they're not that bright. That's why this podcast works. You say, hey, come on, guys, gather around, get close. And they got good hearing. So if you have headphones on, they'll be able to hear it. Listen, this guy's say, come, come on, guys, gather around, curl up over there, curl up. This guy's going to tell us a story, a bedtime story. Believe that you guys don't No chattering. Everybody listen, get get comfortable and believe it or not, I make these try to make the bedtime story just interesting enough to distract those thoughts. Those minimizers, but boring enough that the main part of you, the, the like mission control part of you, higher brain, whatever the hell you call it, you can, you don't have to pay that much attention. Let the minimizers listen and be distracted. It's not going to be, the story's going to meander like a freaking the most boring river ever made. It's, it's, it's semi. You know, it's like someplace she went, went on one of those Sunday drives, and you're like, "Yeah, that was okay." I don't even remember if that was in what state it was. It could have been in Wisconsin, or Maryland, or South Dakota, or Texas. It was just some river. There were some trees, bank, riverbanks, and it meandered. But it, it was it was pleasant. But I don't remember that's all I could tell you. There was a river with curves. That's this podcast. A river. With curves, that you really don't have to pay. You'll be like, yeah, the yeah, guy told some kind of story, and all the minimizers loved it. And next thing you know, all the mini were asleep. I'm cuddled up with the minimizers. I thought they were my arch enemies. Turns out they're just a bunch of little guys that don't know any better. So I don't know if that made any sense. This podcast doesn't make a whole lot of sense either. And if you, so just let me stop you right now. If you're not open to some nonsense. You know, you're, you're warned. This podcast is loaded with nonsense. I'll just put you through about three minutes of it. There's going to be a whole lot more. Ideally, you'll be asleep for it. But if you find that an irritant, I can say test out the podcast. It may not work for you. I hope it does. Give it two or three tries and then just go on your merry way. You'll hope, I hope you find something else. If you don't, email me. You know, I'll try to help you find some other, you know, way to fall asleep. But this is a podcast to distract you and lull you, bore you, meander you to sleep like you're floating down that river in a bed of waterproof warmth and, you know, like like a riverbed that's, you know, in a good way. I don't know. uh, Tough metaphor to make. I don't even think I can make it right now. So that's it. We're on the web. Sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can email me feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com, on Twitter at Dearest Scooter, on Facebook Sleep With Me Podcast, and you can get a hold of me any way you want. Let me know what you think. Let me know your thoughts, your dreams, or your struggles, or just, you know, draw a picture, whatever. So that's it. i got some thank yous. I believe it or not. the a little inside baseball here. I'm going to say I, I got some thank yous. I'm recording this Tuesday night. I record the thank yous tomorrow so I get in more people. And then the podcast comes out Thursday. So I say I'm going to do some thank yous. That's really I'm throwing it to a future me that's one day older and maybe wiser, maybe less wise. He's going to throw it back to me and then I'm going to come in on the other end of the thank yous. Wrap your brain around that or not. No need to. Because that's serious, that's the most boring form of time, time travel ever is a podcast time travel for just segments. So that's it. And I, I, maybe I won't even acknowledge the time travel because I'll probably forget tomorrow and I'll do the thank yous. But thanks. Thanks for listening. I hope I help you fall asleep. Uh, thank you. So, th- yeah, this is me. Well, going back to the old me from the future. But for you, I'm still in the past. Uh, But believe it or not, the the past me predicted I would be doing this on Wednesday night. And it's actually Thursday morning. Yeah, but time travel, boring time travel can be extremely boring. So that's uh, thank yous. Chris Posty Posterson, maker of our podcast music. Sir Scott, Lady Jennifer, responsible for our icons. Lord and Lady of the podcast, ruling over us with a deft hand. If I, you know, I think it, I have a general idea of what deft means. And with a, a deadlier deftness, the deft straighter Nick Van watching over them as they watch over us. The silver tone of the podcast, Chris W singing all the while. Uh, I presume he would be in the royal court. Um, the, you know, I guess yeah. If I had a castle, and I, you know, my life was different, I'd probably have different. Like I'd have a jazz club at the castle. Definitely a few bars, dive bar. You know, clubs. Maybe a dance club. I probably wouldn't go to. A, they might not let me in. But uh, you know, I'd have fun stuff. Uh, that would be my old castle. My new castle would be pretty, pretty boring. Uh, but boy, you know, that's this podcast too. So, uh, so that's the thank yous. Uh, I want to thank Melissa G over at DailyZen.co.uk. That'll be in the show notes um, for writing a nice article about sleep tips that I talked about. I just wanted, do- and uh, you know, she included the podcast in her list of uh, resources for insomnia. So, thank you, Melissa. I want to give a shout out to Podcast Pillow Fort, which said hi on Twitter, but I have not listened to the podcast yet, so I don't know. I think it's a podcast about podcasts, so I'm going to check that out. I want to thank Nina uh, for a comment. Nice comments on the website. Uh, Nina works the night shift. Big Baby over on Twitter. Abby, Adam, Paula, Catherine H, and a Traveler. All uh, I think all on Twitter, and I admit possibly every single one of those persons is because of Andrea G's taking the one listener initiative and taking it to the next level. Longtime listener, Jokia McCall, Jokia, 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 I always want to say Jokia, Jokia. Uh, either one probably is wrong pronunciation, but like a Jokia, Jokia, I'm Jokia, joking around uh, for her email. Oh, no. Yeah. For her email following up, she's been a listener for a while, and the one listener issue might be what. Just if if you guys know, be observant. If you hear one person says, "Hey, I can't sleep," tell them about it, or you know, tell you know, you know, put out a general feeler for insomniacs, and let them know about the podcast. If it works for you, it might work for them, might not. So you could risk uh, them, uh, you know, being like, "What is wrong? You listen to that guy?" Oh boy, but you know, might not. Who knows? Uh, As the Lord and Lady have taught me, and you guys have taught me, it's important. It's uh, nice to be important, but it's important to be nice. As the as the devil once said to uh, the 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 terrible um, Punch, when he was cast down below into the underworld for his horrible crimes against humanity. You know, it's important to be nice. It's too late now for you, Punch, but for the rest of us, maybe. So that's a, a pleasant thought uh, to carry on with. And if you have a chance to review and rate us on iTunes, that'd be great. Uh, I want to thank uh, Chris B. over on, uh, for his iTunes review. He says he listens to these every nap and night. He's amazing. And then I loves cats. Wait. Yeah. I loves cats. I loves cats. Cats. uh says, yeah. Amazing, too. I love cat. I loves cats. Loves. So, you know. And so does Tommen and other people. So and I loves use uh with uh, you know with Z's. Like if I, if I could shape a Z, that would also be an S, like a heart. I would do that for all of you. <laughs> all right, thanks. Let's move on. All right, guys, uh, it's uh, Tuesday night, and on, on when you're you're listening to an episode, if you well. As I'm another time travel thing, I guess is that you're listening to an episode tonight that had some a, a character from Christmas specials in it, but it wasn't a holiday episode. And I was like, oh man, I was kind of going for holiday things, Christmas, and then I was thinking about the war on Christmas. Well, well, there's this whole war on Christmas you hear about, and I don't really know. Like, I hear him talk about it on the Daily Show, but I haven't watched the Daily Show in a little while. And I know the other, some of the news stations are like, oh, this is, you know, it it reminds me of a a story I once heard. A famous, well, I guess it's not famous yet, but one day this will be a famous Christmas story. Well, no, maybe not. But famous to, well, I guess it can't be famous to me. It's a Christmas, how about this is a Christmas story I heard. I'm going to tell it to you. And you'll be asleep. Well, that won't help this story. I guess this, it's not important. Actually, maybe the, all this story wants is for one person to hear, the beginning of it, which you're doing. And this is a, it was a, a story that has a famous title, The War That Saved Christmas is what this one's called. And it takes place um, more or less present day. Now, I don't know. If you might, you might hear the words "war." You might be like, "Oh no!" Which kind of is this like a? Because war is a terrible, terrible thing. Well, n- normally, which when it's between humans or between uh, like fictional in f- fiction, war can be bad. Like between um, you know interstellar uh, entities, or war between gods, or war. But, but this is a war. Uh, it's a war that goes on behind the scenes, I'll tell you that much. And uh, it, 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 the reason it takes place pleasant, present day is for a while, like once upon a time, uh, at some point, you know, the, and this, again, this is going to press some buttons, but at some point, and I'm not aware, I'm not a historian, I'm not the a, uh, a archivist of the Christ, great Christmas stories of the world uh, at all. Uh, I just know this story. And obviously, if you listen, you know, I barely know the story of the Heat Miser and the cold you know cold guy, his brother. But before, if we back up, we don't back up to the religion days. So, you know, Christian, you know, it's all these religion things going on. Christmas is a Christian holiday, but there's also a lot of other cultures and beliefs celebrated this time of year as well. But this is unrelated to to spiritual matters. This is, you know, war can be a spiritual matter, but in this case, it's not. So I don't. We don't. We don't need to talk religion. Uh, obviously, it's, we don't need to talk religion at bedtime. Not a political story. Most a lot of wars involve politics. This one does not. So that that you don't have to worry about. What are the other third rails of bedtime discussions? I'm not sure. Um, but actually, this is a war that you don't even have to choose sides because you may have already chosen a side and you didn't even know it. Uh, but what happened was at some point, people started decorating for Christmas in more of a general way. They said, well, you know, I, I've got all that holy stuff and oh, I'm so respectful of the whole holy parts of their tradition. But how about some lights, man, or, you know, or maybe some light salesman? But I don't know at what point they started having mass-market decorations. But at some point, somebody's like, hey, let's make these. Let's put them in stores. These are big plastic candles with a noel on them. And they'll have one light bulb in the bottom. You'll plug it in. You'll put it out. Or you got this big plastic Santa. We'll paint his face. We'll paint him up. He'll light up. But at some point, probably 1950s to 70s, I'm guessing, was the first great wave because of the plastic, the advances in plastics. Now, long-time listeners are going to know the name Hans Zimmer Gorebelly from older episodes. And he was this, this uh, industrialist, inventor, um, mastermind type. And he was one of these guys behind all this uh, plasticization of Christmas stuff. And not in a metaphorical way, an actual physical He's like, you know, this plastic's great, the snow doesn't bug it, You can, uh, it doesn't break easy, you could probably use it for like five or six Christmases, stuff, will you, you know, we, we're getting down the painting of the plastic. Even at some point, they advance into plastics with colors on them, inside the plastics. I don't know when that great advance was made. I think that was um, uh, Lindy Two Toes was the guy's nickname that came up with... Um, um, Putting dye in plastic. I don't know why it took so long for somebody to think of it, but you know, Lindy two Toes. I think his name was Bertrand uh, Gillian, maybe was from from one of this is a you know war story. stuff gets of the fog of war. You've heard about it, but anyway, that's the first great wave of Christmas decorations. You have your um, plastic stuff, uh, which Santa's. Rudolphs, snowmen, Noel candles, um, fake chimneys, um, other reindeer, assorted reindeer, sleighs, elves, oh, what else, I think that's about it, um, you know, stuff that general broad appeal, looks good, the stuff looks good, the Noel candles, you've seen them, and, uh, the Santas, you put on your roof, and then, um, you know, Gore He says, what if we get this shit lit up? And they start putting lights in them. And then at the same time, you got the Christmas lights. First you have the bulb, one-inch your bulbs, I think. And then you get into the smaller bulbs when they get the plastic, you know, the little smaller bulbs. Then you get the blinkers. So that's your, uh, you know, uh, stage one decorations. And that stuff rules probably, again, my, my history of, We'll say 1950 1970 is the start of the uh, uh, PC PC was it PCE you know, plastic Christmas era, and uh, it goes until probably has a boom, no bust. There's no bust, uh, boom until the 90s at least. So there's no, there's no technical bust to the uh, what do we call it the P. PCE, Plasticine Christmas Era. But what there is is a slow, as a slow decline. Now, you should note that when it comes to Christmas decoration discussions, historical discussions, there's also, uh, you know, pre LED, PPL we call it, and, uh, you know, well, it would be post LED. We just call it pre, I don't know. This is my first official, and my TED talk will be in about 14 years about this when and you know when this actually becomes relevant when there's no more christmas decorations because of the great purge of christmas that burgermeister was uh but and anyway we won't get to that but so there's this is, we're still in pre led pre pre we're still in pre led territory here to be clear but we're not this is not the christmas light but this is we're talking about the the war that saved christmas Get to the point. I can't just get to the point because so plastic, so there's a slow decline during that plastic era, And what happens is there's the great light boom of the 90s, late 80s, 90s, where as the plastic decorations uh, slowly decline, just a love of Christmas lights booms. And which is interesting because it's pre-LED, but where people are like, well, maybe I won't buy too many decorations. I'll just do stuff with these lights and you might see like national lampoons christmas vacation is was a celebration in a metaphorical way of christmas light era of the light only you know he was a, i believe a light only person and you have people doing these you know coordinated light shows and taking lights to the next level now when you're looking at this in a historical timeline which you won't be, which won't, I will not be doing. But there's a small bump, which I like to call the Williams and Sonoma bump. But that's just my me, and that's just a critic of, you know, my critic side. What it really is is the uh, I don't even know if there's an initials for it, but it's like I call it this White Skeleton decorations, which was like a, a higher end pitch at a higher end person. That's like, well, I'm not, I'm not into these plastic, Noel candle type. Santa guys, or just lights only. I'm looking for something that makes, you know, that says, hey, I have a Lexus and I'm better than you. What do you have in that? And for a while there was, and then some brainiac said, well, why don't I do something that is, looks like a, we'll sell only white lights. If you want a luxury, white lights, you know, you know. I don't think it was racial at all. I'm going to be honest with you. I think it was just more like, I'm high end. I don't prefer I prefer a unified just boring white color and this guy said I'm going to take it to the next level I'm going to sell you a white skeleton with white lights on it that looks like some sort of uh, forest animal or you know and then you know slowly the middle class got into these but it it, it was more this was not like a giant spike this was like a small uh, things. So those are the skeleton type decorations which were usually almost always lighted and those were part, during the great light boom, those like kind of were, were you know, made some inroads and then they just plateaued and they've continued on um, you know, into the present day. But so there you had like the up until the aughts maybe maybe even late aughts, that was our Christmas um, decoration situation. Now somewhere I don't again. I'm not. again i am i am just an amateur historian. Not even. I'm an not even a historian. I guess. I'm an amateur purveyor of uh, Christmas rumors and innuendos. But at some point, they came out the LED Christmas light, which, in my humble opinion, and I, I just went through a bike ride. I just took a bike ride across Alameda. Was this is again? This history aside, a wonderful, wonderful thing for Christmas is these LED lights. They're brighter. Some people might say they're too bright. That's what old people say. These lights are great. But again, this isn't the LED Christmas light fan cast. That's another podcast I do that there's no listeners to. So I just do it to to, to my my dogs, the one listener. Uh, The LEDs come in. And that just continues a perpetuation of the love of Christmas lights. And, And it's not like either or. You're like, hey, don't throw your old lights out. I mean, if they're not, if they're busted, do it. But otherwise, you can, you can mix LEDs in your incandescent lights. You can do whatever you want. So that again, that just is part of the the Christmas light boom. You know, some plastic lights, some nostalgic. Um, maybe some markets get reindu- reintroduce uh, the old plastic Christmas decorations, and then everything changed. At some point, somebody was looking. Somebody probably a parent. Probably maybe a descendant of Hans and am not. I can't put a name on it. Definitely somebody that shops at Costco. And that's not a pejorative way, just a fact. Is that a bouncy house party? Looking at these sweaty kids banging heads into each other. Maybe he's sta- hungover. Maybe he's standing too close to one of those freaking fans keeping this thing afloat. And he's bored. And, you know, maybe his maybe his life's unsatisfying. Maybe he's resentful, whatever. It's not me, okay? I know it sounds like me. <laughs> Believe me. But uh, I did not have the invent it I, the whole rest of that's true. <laughs> Maybe. But uh, so this guy's there and he's like, man, I hate bouncy houses. There's a 100% chance my daughter's going to come out of here with a freaking cracked forehead, missing a tooth, or I'm going to get into it with a parent she, you know, kicked in the head, his kid, by accident. But he's like, these bouncy houses, they're so enchanting. And he's pushing on them. He's like, this is some thick-ass plastic. And then this guy's got some math going, and he's like, okay, like, how many voltitudes of amperes is this thing pumping out in wind power to keep this thing filled up? How much is this tarp crap that they make these things out of way? And he realizes that a much lighter weight material could be supported by a lighter weight fan. And he says, you uh, obviously can't bounce on that crap, but he's like, I can make some freaking Christmas decorations out of this crap. And no one's going to bump any heads. They're just going to look at it. And within, like, two or three seasons, this guy becomes a bazillionaire. But Well, actually, and then he's doesn't because, of course, this idea was easily stolen and copied. I don't know, patents, but obviously when it comes to decorations and patent wars, that's for another podcast at another time. But so he gets all, you know, boom, next thing you know, every third house that shops at Costco has got a giant Christmas tree or a giant Santa and then they start people are like, well let's do a Godzilla with a present or you know, let's let's corporate you know, let's um what do you call it when you use something? Whatever, let's use some intellectual property from this thing, let's make a couple. And then people get creative. There's I've seen snow globes, we put some crap in there. And uh that's the next great boom. Not within you know, within our lifetimes, our recent lifetimes you see the inflatables boom, the uh, GIB, the great inflatables boom, GIB boom, uh, yeah, I mean there's a Halloween one, but that's a couple, you know, cycles after the Christmas boom, I think. So that's the, so those decorations start going up. And all of a sudden the lights and the plastics are like and the uh, skeleton types are like, well, who the hell are these inflatable guys? And the inflatable guys are like, you know what, guys? Let's Christmas is for everybody. Inflatables, they're full of air, but it's not hot air. And they know the well, the thing about the inflatables is they look big, they look tough. And or initially, there's like a lot of bad blood between the Christmas lights and the older decorations and these new decorations, right? Because they're like, who the hell? These things are noisy. They're big. Whatever. But then they come to realize that these things, no, they're just full of air. They said, power goes out. I go and I i have no spine. I have no exoskeleton. I'm skelet I'm an air. I'm just like an air illusion. And, you know, I, I just get to feel the glory of being fully inflated and alive at this Christmas time. I'm not here to do any battles against any other uh, Christmas decorations. I'm sorry that I'm stealing your thunder, but at least you keep your, you know, and the lights are like, dude, we only turn on when we're plugged in. We can relate to your pain. And it's like a wonderful moment where these new flashy decorations and the old ones and even the plastics are like, hey, man, like we've got a nostalgia thing going. You guys are actually – make people appreciate us more. And so in the last like five, six years, there's been this bliss. And then even the incandescent lights initially – LED steals their thunder, but people, some people, are like those are so blinding. I just want the incandescence. and be, so so everybody's happy. All the Christmas decorations are happy, and it's like a freaking utopia of Christmas cheer within the decoration community. And these decorations are giving each other awards. Like the inflatables are giving out awards, like you know best deck You know this is going on in your neighborhoods at night, believe it or not. And I know a lot of you guys are probably like me. You're just a bystander. I don't even own a home, so I don't do much Christmas decorating. And I guess I probably would plan on doing it if I had a house, but I wouldn't wouldn't probably follow through on it. So, but that that's like one of the things. That Costco really aids this, or um, big box stores, because they make it or a place where you could see any of these decorations and then buy it impulse but at a whatever, fair price or whatever, and these things will last forever. So we were living in a, for a very short period in this age. Well, we had lived in a long age where Christmas decorations just got along. And and then we thought, you know, those of us who watch the, you know, portents who listen to the ground said, well, is there going to be some trouble here with these inflatables? So there wasn't. You know, all the worst fears that we had with, you know, my patriotic Christmas decoration journal of heroes, you know, the zine I had for a while, which I was like, oh, no, what, you know, what's next? And then I even said I bought into this piece. I said, what these, these, all these decorations are getting along great. No one saw it coming, folks. No one, me first. I uh, admit I was wrong. I uh, admit I didn't know. I did not see the storm gathering. But it's like, and I don't want to point fingers at Costco or BJ's or Sam's or, or anybody, but somewhere deep in a bunker somewhere or a garage or a giant lab of decoration, someone was like, this isn't good enough. And maybe it was because they loved Christmas so much and they're blinded by their love of Christmas. Or maybe they were a pure evil hater of all current Christmas decorations. And or maybe they were like maybe they were like fired from the because, I mean, the once middle class, I mean, people like that listen to this podcast, lower middle class, like myself, middle class, you know, once we the the, the the big middle, I guess they call it, you know, once people like that didn't drive really like I even luxury cars to that where they say, hey, you can buy one, too. But anyway, once you know so those the white Christmas lights, you know, rich people were like, "Well, you know this is those skeleton things. they don't cut it anymore." Uh, this guy probably worked for one of those type of companies. He got laid off, and he said, "Well, there's something in that plastic skeleton that's just been eating at me." So he got together you know some cabal of uh of masters of decorating. And I'll tell you what this guy he could have been you know curing diseases or saving the world or but this person said to themselves like uh uh you know this isn't good enough, these decorations don't cut it either I love Christmas or i wanna you know and he the and this this person set set to work the scientist, this mysterious Christmas inventor. And they started. They said, uh, "Let me create a lightweight frame that's not inflated, that's covered in a light material, that's you know nicer than these inflatables, because it you know it doesn't have to be airtight. Because I'm creating a lightweight wire frame, it's not going to be plasticky, and we can make these freaking material out of sparklies. We can make it almost any color. It just doesn't have to be the colors that are airtight." And we can make shapes, too, but they're hard shapes, like basically like a skeleton, an exo-internal skeleton type thing. Like, you know, taking the best of what is human and crab and putting it in decorations and saying, we're going to stretch a skin around this. And we're going to, you know, we, we can put lights in here. We can do whatever we want. And we can, you know, we can shape these wire frames just as good as these inflatables, but at different sizes that aren't as intimidating, and there's no noise. And then we can put motors in these things, and they can open and close like little mailboxes, or the jaws of a T-Rex, or, you know, Santa waving, just like we remember those audio animatronics from the malls in the 1980s. And elves can... And so suddenly, within the last two or three years, this this madman brings to the market these new decorations, and because there's the great Christmas cash infusion from Wall Street, you know, stealing our money, in Main Street, putting it to decoration, uh, you know, whatever R and D. The the next thing you know, people are now faced with a choice. So like, do you want the inflatables or do you want the? Uh, um, I mean, the terms I use to describe to this era. Well, I, I love these decorations, but I don't love who they are. But so these decorations are everywhere. This is the current era that we're in. And I'll tell you what, these decorations, they look good. They're shiny. They're colorful. They, they actually seem more alive than the, the you know, the, they're more engageable, I guess you'd say. I saw R2-D2 and Yoda just yesterday, and I looked in their eyes, and I felt something. Now, what I felt was not real uh, but but you know they manipulated my feelings in a way to make me feel like wow because R2D2 and I f- I love him and I love Yoda and I love Christmas and I love stuff because they had presents and I love Christmas lights and Yoda had on a Christmas hat Santa hat and I think he, R2D2 did too. Next thing I you know these guys would have shot me down like Greedo if I had the ch- if they had the chance because these things they roll in there. And they poke in with the, once we go to bed. They're throwing their weight around. And they don't even have any weight because they're made, you know, wire frames. But they're very pokey. And they're very ostentatious personality-wise. And they, they're more affordable um, a lot of the time. And they're bright. And people love them. they say, what are these inflatables? I don't know about, like, uh, but that... uh Somewhat pixelated woodstock is much preferable to the ten foot inflatable woodstock, and uh you know I love it and so in the last three years, as soon as the people go to bed, the christmas uh war has begun right right behind our very eyes uh these decorations have said no we you know we've we've had enough changes we're not with these wire guys. Uh, WC Wire Christmas era that we're in now and uh, we don't like that you have the best qualities of all of us uh, because, you know, and more because you have you know, glitter and none of us have had glitter before combined with lights and combined with shapes and combined with licensing agreements. It's not fair. And the plastic guy said, what, what chance do we have other than people that are just holding on to something from their childhood? And those people aren't, you know, or people that want to be different. And, you know, we, we had that with the inflatables. We had a contrast, but now you're just going to – and then the wire guys would just, you know, poke holes in the plastic or push it down and laugh. And they would go through these neighborhoods popping inflatables. Uh, messing with lights even, which lights are like, we, we, you know, we've always, you know, there's never been a moment in the, you know, history of commercialized Christmas where we've had to take a stand against anybody, even other lights. You know, when LEDs came in and we accepted that our bulb was going to burn out and some of us would make it and some of us wouldn't and that these are highly efficient and bright and that there would be still room for us in this new era. But you guys... And then they would just smash the bulbs, And then they would try to smash the LEDs. They'd realize they couldn't do that. So they'd just cut the cords. They'd say, we got wire insides, man. We can cut. We can smash. We do what we want. And even R2... I, I can't believe I'm saying this. But even like R2-D2 and Yoda, uh, the multiples of thousands of Yodas and R2-D2s and Stormtroopers. Obviously Stormtroopers are bad, but... Um, and Darth Vader's, but the worst part was they were led by R two D two. I mean, it was a not the real R two D two, but you know, parading around these neighborhoods, abusing, and then finally it got to a point where the other decorations are like, okay, well if we just don't, you know, you're just gonna you're gonna wipe us out. Like you're new, you're flashy. We get it. You're lightweight. You're affordable. You can, you know, but there's other advantages as far as storage goes. You guys got the whole package. You're not noisy like the inflatables, or terrifying to some children, and you know, or you know, you get dirty, and then it's like, I'm not washing that snowman; it's covered in dirt. Just don't use it. So, but one day, and the uh, uh, you know, another decoration's gonna come, and and you guys are gonna. So we need you to find some empathy, and they're like, There's nothing else coming, boys. You know, would you realize that, uh, you know, our lifespan is predicted to be, uh, you know, and then an inflatable would get mad and try to stop and it wouldn't work. And the plastic guys, the plastic, and that's when like the real fighting started because the plastic guys, like you'd have like an inflatable snowman wielding a plastic Noel candle trying to beat back a d- dinosaur, wireframe dinosaur, smiling, wielding a present, trying to crush each other and then oh it, it's horrible horrible you got lights strangling freaking uh you know snowmen wire snowmen you, and then you have lights like the, the big bulb lights they break off into two groups the uh LEDs go with the new guys and then the, the classic light which had you know the incandescent big bulb which you know had, had solidly had its place and said, you know, there's room for all of us that the, the LEDs, once the big bulb LEDs went with the um, the uh, wireframe, uh, once the, uh, you know, LEDs went with them, it was like, that's a line in the sand. Because, the, I mean, especially the incandescent big bulbs, they're like, we're not going to make it. And, you know, you guys better, the, the big bulbs are like, you guys got to, this is it, we have to make one last stand. This was last Christmas. Um And I know a lot of you didn't hear about this because it's covered up. You know, it's a conspiracy for you guys not to know the truth. And that's why I'm breaking this story, finally. And there could be retribution against me for telling this truth about Christmas decorations. But luckily, like I said, I live in an apartment, so I don't have... I have some Christmas lights. I think we're... And I have, like, 50% LED, 50% incandescent, no big bulbs, because the big bulbs, I thought... But those are the, that end up being the ringleaders of both sides. And I don't, I mean, I don't know if you guys probably have trouble remembering last Christmas, but it was once like one in the morning hit, there's like stuff happening. And you might have thought a lot of people were like, blame it on the uh, rascals in the neighborhood, blame it on wind, blame it on global warming, blame it on, you know, the drunk guy running through your yard naked or whatever. But it wasn't. It was this, terrible, terrible battle led by the big bulb LEDs and the big bulb candescent saying not not all of us are going to make it and I don't care what the Motley Fool or these investor papers say about go big on all decorations. We're not all going to make it and this is a war for Christmas basically. And finally, these freaking, um, the, while the big bulbs are battling out the the little bulbs, Especially the little bulb incandescence, you know, because they've had a history of trouble with the, like, you know, unplugging it and the whole thing goes out. They know that they've been the closest to doom along, like, where they're like, okay, we know how much, you know, how much, you know, that we could be taken any time and never work again and be thrown away and never never to be lit again. It, we lose one of us. We lose all of us. And that's what they started saying. But they didn't mean it as, like, on the sides. They meant it for everybody. But the only people that heard it were the LEDs because they were like, you know, what if some other LEDs could identify, maybe because they're lights, they could see light to light in some sense, like, because lights, those lights, especially, they're the same size as human eyes. I'm not sure. I'm I'm not a Christmas decoration psychologist either. But so the lights got together. Uh, in the middle of the day, because that was the safest time to meet. And they said, you know, these incandescents, you know, we can't, you know, we can't lose any more of us, you know. We lose one of us, we lose all of us. Like, what if, and they say, uh, well, we got to bring in, they say we got to bring in the big guy, we got to get a hold of him. And they say, what do you mean, the big guy with the white hair? And they say, yeah, and they say, uh, you know, both of them. And say, yeah, and so I'm listening I'm thinking, of course, you know, San and Mrs. Claus, or maybe San and Rudolph. No. And then they say, you know what, we should bring in that other guy that not everybody gets along with because I think that's it. And they, they're like the big three. They're like, exactly. So I don't know again, I don't I'm, I don't speak I'm not a member of the United Nations and I don't barely speak English, clearly. But somehow they get a hold of Clinton. They get a hold of Jimmy Carter and they get a hold of W. Bush and they say they meet somewhere in secret, undisclosed location. They say, listen, guys, you know, you guys are the you know, you, you guys are like, you know, me in the mediation stage of your lives where you're supposed to be involved in making the world a better place and helping people work out these problems instead of. Waging war, or starting wars, or doing stuff you're not supposed to, or whatever you did, Jimmy. We don't remember because that was, you know, a while back. Uh, we, you know, now you guys are in the, you know, party life where you're fixing stuff, kind of. And then they, all the presidents had a laugh, and the lights didn't get it, and they said, "We need your help because we we can't." We got these maniacs, these metal framed maniacs. They got glitter, or like, it's not even the glitter. It's a gl- glitter that's a part of their being uh, and uh, shiny. And we don't know when the shine's going to wear off. We can't wait around. And they're not going to, they're scraping us, they're taking us out one by one. And we thought these freaking, you know, the inflatables were just annoying, but they're cowards. So what are we going to do? And the presidents, they say, don't worry about it. And believe it or not, for whatever your opinion is of these three guys, of any of them, these guys, they all love the holidays in their hearts, in their eyes. They all get teary-eyed and they, say, they think about their families and their children and all the special times they had. And they think about decorating or seeing decorations and all these wonderful moments and they say to each other, you know, we got to work this out because this is not acceptable. Like, you know, we can't have a Christmas where, the, you know, because the lights are like, we're not going to make it another holidays. Uh, this 2014 will be the last Christmas for some of us. We don't know. We don't think, you know, we, we got to do something. And they're talking about, you know, pre-Christmas strikes on warehouses like that was the next solution with the big bulbs, incandescents, because they weren't going to be destroyed. The presidents talk about it. They say, okay, well, we you know, we got we got a pretty balanced approach here between the three of us. You know, I think we have a broad appeal. And the one thing we're all known for is our affability, our, you know, down-to-earthness, our ability to connect with people. Do you think we could do that with decorations? And I say, well, what's the – how how can we not you know this is america america or America or both and they say you know this is worth you know and, and and you know bills like i can imagine what it is like to be a little tiny light you know with my one only one more blink in me and you know uh, and jimmy and, and dubs are like oh, let's you know you're right so, they go, they start this, and again, this is stuff not in the news, of course, because why would it be in the news? It would be bo- This part's so boring, I'm going to skip through it, but they go on this tour, uh, they say it's a Christmas, uh, you know, uh, helpful tour of helping others and spreading good cheer, but really they're going around the country. They're meeting with these different uh, representatives from different, you know, like, nation states of decorations and meet with like giant friggin Frosty who says you know yeah, I work with inflatable snowmen of the east and I think this was like a worldwide thing like I'm pretty sure like Tony Blair and Angela Merkel might have had their hand in this too but I'm not positive and I'm sure there was heroes in every country you know reaching out to these decorations and saying what are you guys doing and basically that's all it came down to was sitting down with these decorations. And maybe because the, the newer decorations are younger and they had less Christmas under their belt, they just need someone to sit down and say, what are, you guys t- what, are you, what are you doing? You know, you're all here to bring Christmas cheer. It's the best time of the year. Okay? So let's celebrate it. Everybody's here. Christmas is an here or whatever. Okay? Every day is like a holiday. So come on, and they, you know they're like, what are you, doing? you know? and at first, you know, uh, maybe some of the wire decorations were a little um, standoffish, or like, what are you talking about? You know, like, don't accuse me. You know, these these the other guys are jerks, but because they were able to come at them from three different de- uh, de- decorations directions with these three former presidents and say you know they they were play, they weren't even they were playing good cop good cop and good cop but just like with different you know different cultural windows that they look through and sure yeah whatever you want to say i i know everybody has their opinion but you know they were able to say let's just calm it down okay everybody take a breath here and think about what you were made for were you designed i know you're a t-rex that carries a present i know you have a lightsaber darth but you're not you're not Darth Vader. There's like ten million of you and you're you know, you're Darth. You're a little Darth you're the same size as Yoda Darth. Exactly the same size. You're a decoration to celebrate the holidays. Same goes for you, T Rex. And then they brought in the incandescent big bulbs and they said, What do you you know, you guys have been around forever. And you know, back when you know, cords were made out of frickin' some sort of material, not even plastic, all right? And I don't know if you get, you know, and then they said, let's, they, they still couldn't get it, so they said, all right, here's what we're going to do. Uh, they said, they, they got a hold of, like, NASA and freaking all the internet companies. They went into, like, some N- NSA building 40 million stories underground because they got a hold of, like, freaking, and not only Obama, but they got a hold of, like, Mitch McConnell and some of those other guys. I don't even know, Bonner, John Bonner, and um, I think even Dick Cheney was there, to be honest with you. Because I was like, this is it. we got to save Christmas. These presidents want it done. You know, Barack was like, yeah, let's get this. I love Christmas. You know, Sasha, and Malia, they still love lights. I want lights. And so they said, throw every resource you got at it. And so they had this, like, marathon. I, and, again, I don't know how the NSA, the technology where they had every, all these Christmas decorations watch about, you know, because they had nothing to do anyway. They're just, you know, when they're not fighting, you, I think that was another thing is they were so bored. And I don't know how they projected out of the NSA servers but they were showing these Christmas movies like A Christmas Story. You got Home Alone. You got Bad Santa. You got Elf. You got freaking, you know, the, the ones with uh, Ernest and the ones with uh, the tool guy, uh, Tim Malin. And you got other ones like my freaking, my favorite babes in Toyland. You got specials. so these get, And all of a sudden, the decorations started to see what they had in common was, uh, you know, the relevance. They were only relevant at Christmas, just like these movies. And that was only a brief time of year that they could bring cheer. And otherwise, they were locked in. And they said, and these guys are forcing us to watch these movies. It's like some sort of propaganda. And we'll we'll act like we'll buy it. And then we'll, you know, at some point, we'll just get to humans. But for now, we'll all get along and bring Christmas cheer until it's time to rise up against the people that are keeping us. And they said, you know, and then they said, let's just play along. So then to remount the president's. And everyone was like, Okay, I think we can all get along now. We see that this is Christmas time and we're just supposed to, you know, look good so that people can have joy and mostly memories, positive memories of nostalgia, of like, man, remember when that freaking uh you know whatever that elf was banging that toy with that hammer or that little fake uh You know, present came out of that mailbox and, you know, that was the best Christmas ever. And so that's what, you know, that all happened, you know, leading up to this Christmas. So this Christmas was saved by former presidents, the NSA, you know, people in Congress, president of the United States, Barack Obama, uh, like I said, John Bonner, Mitch McConnell, Harry Reid, I think, was involved possibly. I think even Screw um, Libby uh, up in Vermont or somewhere, he was helping out. You know, President Bush, President Clinton, President Carter, uh, you know, they were all involved. I don't know if they got a hold of anybody else. And uh, that's it, they, they worked together to save Christmas or save Christmas decorations. And in some sense, that's saving Christmas. Because with, I mean, let's be honest, and I'm not even being, uh, there's no hidden message here. Christmas decorations make Christmas better. And not all of us can afford it. Not all of us have a place where we can put up decorations. We can all appreciate them. And maybe now knowing, like I remember G.I. Joe used to say, knowing is half the battle. Now knowing the history and the, the, what's been lost and what we could have lost was all decorations or we could have just had one thing, those metal thing the frame things and one Christmas it wouldn't have been bad but then you would have been like where the hell are all the non-LED lights and say well those are gone forever well, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. we we live in an age where you can't, yeah I know those lights remember you know they they just all disappeared and the same thing with those plastic Noel candles and the plastic Santas. What about the inflatable snowman? They, they, we still have bouncy houses. Why? Well, you don't remember. There's just they stopped making them because the factories all closed down. And then you'd be like, well, that doesn't make any sense. I be like, just Christmas. Just enjoy the decorations. Why do you always have to ruin Christmas over complicating things? And say, okay, honey, I'll just enjoy Christmas present. Yeah. I mean, I. How many T Rexes and R2D2s can people have in their yard, though? And just the big bulb LEDs. What happened to the little LED lights? Well, they got uppity with the big bulbs. and then, So imagine a world like that without a variety of Christmas decorations. And there's even ones that are new this year. Hopefully the piece will stay because I've seen ones that like project stuff, uh, like swirling, like bubble. Not They're not bubbles, so, but they look like bubbles. And you know, something from a freaking Pink Floyd show from 1960s, but in a cool like so. Hopefully, those decorations will get along, and we'll maintain uh, a holiday. But when people talk about the war on Christmas, I want you to remember that this was the real war on Christmas. It almost cost us um, that which we hold most dear, uh, or what I hold most dear is purple LED lights. And then blue ones. And then those green ones are cool, too. And then these new projector things are awesome. And a lot of other decorations are great or moderately good or less, like, better than irritating. Okay? So thank you, Christmas decorations, for all that you do. I know you're, unappre- you're, well, you're overappreciated. I guess this whole Christmas war came from you guys thinking too much of yourselves. So maybe the Christmas decorations that are listening can remember that, you know, you guys could have just wiped yourselves out fighting over who's best for dominance instead of being like, at least someone appreciates us. Uh, So don't get up any Christmas decorations. i will make you a deal. We'll make peace. I don't know what the president said to you, but I'll appreciate you if you appreciate all the other decorations. And if you ever think about you know, rising up against humans, I'll be, it was a bad idea, okay? I'll just let's keep peace because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, you know, don't don't mess with me and I will stop you. And I'm sure the presidents will too. We, we can't have decorations. So get that out of your brains and we'll just appreciate you, okay? Like no one, regular people only have one birthday. You guys have from at least Thanksgiving to Christmas where you're appreciated. So... It's like your birthday for a month and a half or a month. So thank you for listening. I hope you're asleep. Thank you, decorations, for decorating. And thank you, holidays, for holidaying. Thank you, inventors, for inventing the LED bulbs. Thank you, nostalgic people, for reinventing and keeping old decorations and for that bouncy house guy and everybody else. Merry Merry Christmas. Uh, Happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, and all the other holidays. Thank you.